everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, and that is Kurt Souter, and he is with Further Still Ministries, and this show, for, uh, Solid Steps, has been going on now seven years, eight years next year, depending on when you hear this, and we started this show with the intent of doing a show for men, by men, talking about stuff from a man's perspective, and the main reason behind that is that men are really good at sports, weather, and politics. We're good at small talk, but when it comes to going deeper of deeper issues, we're not quite as well-versed, and we wanted to be a place, a tool in your toolbox to talk about the things that really matter, really for eternity. And we believe here in Solid Steps that if you're not walking with the person of Jesus Christ, then you are not fulfilling your full destiny as a man or woman, for that matter, no matter who's listening. So we're talking today about, and we're finishing up, and again, depending on when you started listening, on a three-week series, and this is the third of a three-week series, that we never intended to have as a three-week series. We just started to have our good buddy, uh, Chuck Tackett, Dr. Chuck Tackett, in here to talk about uh, divorce-proofing your marriage, what happens when you have an affair. We've had a bunch of different topics, but we started talking about uh, affairs and how to avoid them and what happens if you do. Well, today is the third in a third-part series that started with the conversation of what happens when you have an affair, how do you recover from an affair with the first two episodes and then today, we're going to put not just theory to it, but actual human beings and an actual story to what happens when a couple has an affair and then they come back from it. And how does that get redeemed with God's help? It's a, you know, Chad, it's a living story. And so uh, welcome back, Chuck, uh, to the show. Great to be back, guys. Appreciate you and uh, coming back in and uh, Bryce and Don Hibbard. Thanks so much for coming on the show and being willing to share your story. Thank you, Kurt. It's, uh, it's uh, a joy to have you, and um, you have been sharing this story, but let's, we're just going to jump right in, in the middle of this. Uh, Bryce, many a uh, few years ago, um, what was going on? Yeah, it's actually, um, it was 16 years ago. I got out of coaching, and um, with Chuck's help, discovered that I was going through this identity crisis. I didn't know who I was anymore. And then I also have discovered over time, of course, this is with counseling and Chuck's help is to have this hurt little boy within me that never grew up um, from my father and, and just learning those kind of things. So I got to a place where I was struggling and, you know, there's a song looking for love in all the wrong places. And I found myself, um, the deceiver knew that the adrenaline from coaching and maneuvering players that I missed that. And so, and some things in my childhood where I was kind of sneaky and got by with it and felt good about that, that that's what led me down a path um, that I did have a four month affair. Bryce, you said, I think before the show that you were actually, you guys were doing Bible studies. Yeah, we were doing wonder kinds, had 12 people at home every Tuesday, was in church, was doing mission trips. I used to ask Chuck, Chuck, how could, how could, why would God use me? I was talking about God loving kids all over the world, but yet I had these feelings. And, and so Chuck said, well, Bryce, God can use a sinner too. But I also have discovered that one thing, Chad, you can add to your opening is that men are great about compartmentalizing parts of their lives. And that was me on Tuesday nights. I could, I could be the Christian. I knew the right things. I knew all the stuff. I was a believer. I, I believe Jesus 
died for me. Uh, I'd been baptized, but I could put that in a box and then go to this other box and go make a phone call. And in my life at that time, without understanding all the pieces within me, um, I found myself in what Chuck calls the path to destruction. And, but God being redemptive and God's grace, um, you know, Don persevered and, and there are going to be Christians that hear our story today and probably think, how could she do that? You know, we are our friends, Don, you got to divorce him and God hates divorce. And, but that's only if both people are working on who God is in them. And then we can come together in that. And so that's where we are today by God's grace. But I mean, by God's grace, um, would Bryce, when you, can you, can you identify the time? I mean, it was right after your coaching, you, you had won a state title, um, at Eastern high school. Um, you were successful, you were well known. And, and so when you quit this coaching, the void of that and what you just mentioned about your growing up with your dad, continue to expound on yeah, that. Yeah, well, um, one of the things is because I wondered, I, I'm, it was easy for me to tell kids anywhere or adults God's love for them. I knew that out of the Bible, but for me, I didn't understand that because I only saw God like my father on top of a hill with his arms crossed and really disappointed in me. And I lived in that shame, kind of like Paul Young, who wrote The Shack, talks about it took 50 years to wipe the face of his father off of God's face. I was the same way. And if you had another session, I can share a story from Christmas that God showed up in a huge way in my life one night, Christmas Eve, changed my life. Let's Let's go, though, to... You've you've now committed adultery, you've you've crossed the line. Dawn knows nothing about this. What happened? Yeah, nobody knew, because I was compartmentalized. So I'm I'm an administrator at JCPS, and I'm you know working with folks. I'm doing stuff at church, wearing the mask. Everything's fine, fine, fine. You know, and and then all of a sudden I find myself. So what it was, was I was searching for something to fill a void that only God can do, and I looked for it in the wrong place. Satan knew how to attack me. And because of those other things that I shared, that's what led me to online. But for me, it was never pornography. It was always live. I wanted someone to say, you're funny. You know, hey, you're handsome, or you're tall, or whatever. And so... For whatever reason, I wasn't, you know, Dawn could be saying that to me, but I wasn't hearing it. And so then the path to destruction. And what happened to make the change? Because you said that you were in the affair for four months. What happened that God got your attention well unfortunately it wasn't just god but um so out of this affair is a child so i have a daughter that's in north carolina she'll be 15 in january and so i went to a doctor's visit uh, with this woman and the doctor came in and said um you're pregnant and so now i've got to go back home and so the first place i went was chuck 
and we started talking and um now at this moment Don didn't know anything. Don didn't know anything. And when you went to Chuck, what happened? Chuck said, Bryce, for credibility's sake, well, he asked me point blank, do you want to be with this other woman or do you want to be with Don? And without question, I want to be with Don. Because I mean, at that had, point because at that point you had been married twenty twenty years. 20 we years. we were, you know, married and we had two kids and we were invested in each other and there was no it was never about wanting someone else like that. It was just this adventure that I got caught up in. And as the other woman would up the ante, then I would up the ante. So now Chuck, I'm in his office and he said, Bryce, you've got to decide. It's kinda of like, Do you want to be healed? And I said, Yes, I want to be with Dawn. So I had to call that woman in Chuck's office and say, I'm done. I can't talk to you anymore. I'm married. And so then I had to go talk to Don. Chuck, do you remember when you told him that that day? Oh, yeah. Clear as a bell. Did you think, did you think that Bryce would pick up the phone and make the call? Um, the only way I know how to respond to that is he looked scared because it was all coming unraveled. And so I'm, I'm sitting there in, the, in my office with him, and I, and I just told him, I said, Bryce, you've got to call this woman, and you've got to break it off. And you have to do it in front of me. And he did. He called the woman up. He broke it off right in front of me. And I told him he had to do it in front of me because I said, Don will need a witness one day. And he did. So when that happened, what was next, Bryce? Well, unfortunately, I had to go talk to Dawn. So I went and got Dawn, and we went to Tom Sawyer Park. And we're going to pick up right after that. So we're going to take a break, and you're probably hearing this, and you're like, man, that's a whole lot in eight or nine minutes. But at the reality, that didn't, this didn't happen in a few minutes. This, this is a slow fade. We're going to talk more about maybe how we got there, but how in the world can someone forgive someone who does so, something so deceiving? Well... We're going to hear that side of the story and her voice in this story when we come back on the next segment here on Solid Step 3. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care. If you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank PodLoo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional-sounding podcast or videocast, you want to look and sound great? Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podlu.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. So in our last segment, if you missed it, we are sitting here today talking with a couple, uh, Bryce and Don Hibbert. And Bryce was sharing his story about a four-month affair. And when we left the last segment, uh, he was going to the park with Dawn. Little did she know, they weren't going just for a, a walk. There was going to be a major bomb dropped. And so, Dawn, that day when Bryce said, hey, we're going to go to the park, did you have, 
when he said that, did you have any idea? I had none, no idea. None. And so what did you hear when you're, were you sitting, were you walking or were you sitting down? We were walking and he um, just kind of stopped me in the middle, as I recall, and just said, uh, I need to tell you something. And, um, and he, by the way he said it, I thought um, he, he was just telling me uh, non, um, just matter of factly, and like it was not going to be a big deal and that I would probably just, um, you know, accept it and um, be sad, but then, you know, just go on. And that's not what happened. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine any woman hearing that and not. Did, did he tell you right off the bat that there was a child involved? Um, pretty much. He first first said, you know, he had had an affair and, and I'm, I think I was in shock. And, um, and then as he kept talking, then I just started getting really angry and turned and walked. Um, we drove to the park, which is um, maybe five miles from our house. And I just turned and started walking back to the house. <laughs> so, and, and I, I think I had little sandals on or something, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to him. I wouldn't look at him. Um, I told him quit following me. Um, we left the car there, and he walked behind me the whole way home. <laughs> so. You left the car at the at the park. Yes, walked all the way home, and he followed you. Mm-hmm. And what is going through your mind? Um, disbelief. I thought, you know, we we've been kind of struggling a little bit in our marriage, and I thought, well, he would probably he might leave me, but I never thought that he would have an affair and never dawned on me that he would do that. And, um, so I was so hurt and, um, uh, there was so much pain. I, I can't really describe the pain. Uh, but I, um, I remember calling Chuck right away, uh, because I had gone to him for a little counseling before that. And, um, and, and just told him I, I need to get away. And I, um, that I had an aunt in Colorado who has mentored me and she's a Christ follower. And so she would be a safe place to go. So I went there for, I think a week and, uh, just to kind of sort through my feelings. And, 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 and you did know when you went out to Colorado that there, that this other woman, she was pregnant. I did know that. Yes. How, how much did that, just that, that major, that's a major deal. Um, not only is adultery happening, but now Bryce is going to be the father of a child that's not yours. Yeah, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, if if he had an affair, we can work through this. Um, and, and then when I heard uh, there's a child if, if involved, and I thought, well, this is going to be, uh, I'm never going to get away from this. This is a lifetime thing, and um, I will. There'll be a constant reminder. We'll have to deal with this other woman as well the rest of our lives, and um, and and so um, in my mind, I'm thinking uh, divorce. You know, um, and so I I just I just prayed uh, all through the day and night and um, for direction. 
uh, because I, you know, I wanted to be obedient to what God was um, telling me. And so I waited to hear from him. What were, what were people telling you? Well, yeah, um, we um, actually um, went, went to Chuck and um, he helped me make a list of things that uh, I needed to give to Bryce if we were going to reconcile. And so, um, um, and, and called in uh, my small group at Southeast Christian Church and um, to help me make this. And, um, and it was mostly the women that, that said in our group, uh, Dawn, you need to, you just need to divorce him. You know, that, um, that you're, you by all rights have, um, you can do that biblically. And, um, but I wanted to make sure that that was what God was telling me to do. And so, um, I had all this list presented to, to Bryce, um, to do, and there were how many things Bryce, do you know, Um, 29 things on that list. And, um, many were very, uh, embarrassing for him to complete and to do, but I had to set, set some boundaries to move through it because, um, I, all I heard God tell me was, Dawn, you need to persevere through this. And uh, even though I, uh, at first, I really didn't, I didn't want to, I wasn't sure for sure that I was going to divorce him or not, but, um, but ended up telling him, um, because I heard God say, Dawn, you, you persevere, you just tell, uh, you know, you just duck and get out of the way, and this is between me and Bryce. So, yes. so that's what I did, and um, you know, followed what um, what I felt God telling me to do. Chuck, uh, while you were meeting with Chuck, I think you said in, in between the break that he threw out basically a question for you: um, Are you going to choose? You, you are open. You can choose this, the path of of reconciliation or you can choose the path of divorce and separation. Right. And I, um, I felt God telling me, uh, that I, um, I need to reconcile. And so that's, um, it, it was a process that I was going through that, um, to, to be able to forgive and have grace toward Bryce that, um, it, it, it takes time and, um, and having to forgive over and over and over until, um, until you work through it. Chuck, when you were counseling Dawn, could you see the growth in the transformation of forgiveness growing? I always knew that Dawn had an extremely forgiving heart because I knew she, there's no way in the world she could have stayed with Bryce as long as she did if she didn't have a forgiving heart. Because just like me, he's an ornery critter. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I can forgive because I'm an on recruiter too at times, you know? So, um, I knew Don had the ability to forgive. And the big question in the whole thing was, what was God going to say? I was confident that God would speak and I was confident that Don would listen because she has an amazing heart. Mm-hmm. Don, when, when you are wrestling through this forgiveness of, of betrayal, of lying to you, of deceit, and, uh, you know, all, all of that. How, talk to our listeners, and how did you, what was beneficial to help you move towards forgiving him? Um, 
it, it really, I, I can say it made me closer to the Lord. I had to, I had to just, um, be in, in constant, um, uh, prayer with him all through it because I don't, I would not have gotten through without him. And I will say that, um, my relationship with Christ has so much grown through this whole process. And, um, and today we have a better marriage than we've ever had, even at the beginning. So I'm actually thankful for the things that have happened because had those not happened, if Bryce had just had an affair, I think it would have been that uh, he would have um, not changed. But because there was a child involved, it made it all um, it made it all tough. So um, I'm thankful for all of that. Wow. Well, we've only had two segments and we got two more to go, but boy, I tell you, there's a whole lot to unpack here. So now both know, now what's the rebuilding look like? And she just said something that may not, may not make any sense. Their marriage is better now than it's ever been. How can that happen? Only by God. We're going to take a break. Next few segments, a couple segments. We'll hear more about that here on Solid Step 3. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, overall dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through, and you will be thankful you called them. So... First two segments, we covered a lot of ground, but in the last segment, if you're just tuning in, and if you want to hear this in our entirety, go to Facebook or SoundCloud or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. But Dawn was telling us in this last segment that her and Chuck sat down and had a list of 29 things that they had for Bryce to do in order to show his level of brokenness and seriousness to repent. So... Don, give we won't go through all twenty nine, but give us a few of the of the things that you really needed to see Bryce do. What were some of those things? First thing is I uh, told him I'm, I was filing for divorce and that uh, he would have to sign those divorce papers, giving me uh, the house and the custody of the children, and that um, I would put a hold on that. Um, depending on how, how he does with these 29 things. And I could either, um, have the attorney make it go quicker or slow it down up to a year before I made my, uh, choice of whether I would divorce. That was the first one. That was the first one. The second one is. Now, uh, now when, when you, when you gave him that, was he, was he willing to. He signed the, the attorney met him and, um, he signed away his. (laughs) Uh, every page didn't question, just signed without even reading. Okay. 
what else did you ask of the, some other of those 29? I made him go downstairs and uh, told him he couldn't come up except for uh, one hour for dinner each evening uh, with the kids and to spend that time with them because I wanted him to have a relationship with the kids. and But, but the kids really weren't interested at that time. But, um, but that's something that I enforced so that um, that could be part of the... Um, um, just not not being totally apart that they could uh, at least spend that time together for the relationship yeah any other 29 things that uh, yes I made him um, go get tested at a public place for STDs and AIDS um, just uh, for my safety and um, and he had for, to- and for his humility Yes, because uh, there were students that he knew um, in the waiting room, like, oh, coach, what are you here for? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, but it was pretty embarrassing. Um, and then also took his phone, made him get buy a flip phone um, so that uh, he, he wouldn't have his I, iPhone. And um, I had access to it at any time to see what was going on his phone um, and ask for it at at all times and then he he had to go to counseling and he also had to have a couple accountability people that he met with weekly um just for his you know for his growth and so as you wrote these 29 things down and you gave them to bryce he began to do them he did them he liked the checklist and he was able to do uh, he didn't like doing some of those things but he he did them because he wanted to uh, to um, have our marriage um, kind of reconcile, so uh, he did all of those things, and um, and then without complaining, right, right, he didn't. Um, uh, oh, I also one of the things I made him do is tell tell our small group at church, and then he had to go uh, tell tell um, my family, and then uh, confront his family as well, and let them know what was going on. Um, just so that, uh, because I think they t- tend to want to blame me for what did she do for you to go do that. So he, he took all the fault and, um, and, you know, confessed to them. So when he completed all 29 of these things, what's going through your heart? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking he's really wanting to work on the marriage. And then with my continued counseling as well with Dr. Tackett, uh, at about four or five months, then I was feeling much better about um, about our marriage, and then I allowed him to come back upstairs, and um, and then things were going great for another four years, and then he had a relapse. And when you say he had a relapse, what do you mean by that? I think uh, you know we we we'd grown a lot together, but he didn't, I think he did not understand what was making um, him have those feelings to want to reach out to other women. But he, he's kind of an approval act addict and um, with his history of his childhood and, and things that have happened, I think he, um, he, he, that was his go-to place. And so he started um, chatting with women online again, without me knowing and then um, one night um, we had his daughter from Florida come up to visit for a for a, um, a visit for a week, and my daughter was at our daughter was at home, and she caught him um, 
um, she happened to look at his cell phone and saw that he was chatting with other women. She burst into our bedroom at night while we were asleep and started screaming at Bryce, told him she hated him. He's done it again. And then, um, so I kicked him out of the house again, <laughs> uh, this time out of the house, not no basement, this time. no basement. I just said, I'm done. I'm done. And so when you said, I'm done, Bryce, you're out. Um, what else? Uh, then, um, all my friends were very supportive of me. Um, you know, but as I was saying that I'm also praying to God and then, and then I'm hearing God, this soft voice of, uh, the Holy spirit telling me, no, you need to persevere some more. (laughs) So, uh, not what I wanted to do, but, um, but you know, I, I want to be obedient to what the Lord has for us. And so, um, and, um, and, and so I was willing to try to work through it again. So at the, at the whole time though, you are now still seeing Chuck and getting encouragement on how to go about this. And you also pr- demanded Bryce to come back to counseling. Yes. And so Absolutely. both of you are doing counseling separately, probably at times together. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, what are you seeing in 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 dawn is she was she able to recover did you think in your mind's eye yeah i I think forgiveness i think forgiveness really matters and dawn i think naturally has a forgiving heart and so uh, she has a deep desire to want to follow the path that the lord has for her and um, bryce is really fortunate with that yeah because 99.9 percent of other women that would be it so now, Bryce, when you have, um, you know, fallen again and she kicks you out, what's going through your mind? Well, and just to back up a little bit, um, you know, for four years, we worked on our marriage with Chuck and, and Chuck was awesome, helped us. We were in the kitchen sinking. We would bring stuff up from the past. We played old tapes. A conversation would begin and something triggers something and we'd be back right back where we were, but he really helped us communicate. So our marriage was getting better, but still there's that compartmentalization in me that, um, you know, here I am. I'm, I know that I've done this thing and I know that, um, I hurt Dawn, but when you're really selfish and you haven't developed any empathy and, um, and searching so i can remember when it started to happen and and we didn't have a whole lot of money yet and from you know i wasn't into administration yet i'm paying child support so satan's heaping on me look look what you did you're sending this money to florida and your family needs it Uh, my daughter would come and need something for high school and i couldn't afford to buy it and it would make me feel guilty Dawn would come and she might buy some new boots, which she should be able to buy. And I'm thinking, Oh, how are we going to afford that? And so I found myself on what we finally, Chuck and I started working on the addiction Island. And, um, even though it was four years, it was repetitive and that's an addiction. And that, um, I was searching for that. So we're going to take a break, come back on our fourth and final segment coming up and talk about, man, what, what do we go from here? 
and, and what do you do to continue this on, this path? Four years and then a relapse. And at some point in those four years, you're thinking this won't happen again, but it did. So where do you go from here? We'll find out more on Solid Steps Radio. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage. He can help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Call him at 502-419-7228. That's 419-7228. Or you can email him at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com. That's HadleySignSolutions. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. So in our fourth segment, we are covering a lot of ground, but if you haven't heard all of it or you just caught some of this, we're going to have a bonus segment at the end uh, in another segment that will be only on the podcast. So if you're hearing us on the radio, tune into the podcast, Solid Steps Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or uh, Facebook page. But in our last segment, we were talking about a relapse after four years of being sober, if you will, of relapsing back into talking to other women. And now you got a whole nother recovery process you have to go through. And, and one of the things that you had to really wrestle with, Don, is not that Bryce had had an affair and committed adultery, but there's a child. And um, Chuck and I were talking about this before. You, you had to wrestle with this child being created in, in the image of God and that you wanted this child to come to faith in Christ. I did. That was my uh, my prayer is that if I can make an impact then um, on this child's life and her, her um, following Christ, then I wanted to be a part of that. And, um, and actually our, our daughter, um, has been making, uh, a good impact on that as well. But, um, I, I had to forgive this other woman, which was very difficult. Um, but as far as the child, you know, she, she didn't ask to come into this world. And so I have love for her, um, almost like I do my own, children because I, um, I, I want her to know the Lord and that's what it's about. Mm. Dawn, uh, <laughs> your fortitude and your heart of forgiveness is incredible. Um, but I, I want to jump back to Bryce and because Bryce, when you relapsed, you really found out something about yourself and you started going to a group. Talk to our listeners about that. Yeah, so uh, going back to Chuck and, and starting to talk about this, and then Chuck was like, Bryce, I, I, this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm a marriage counselor, and I think you may have a sex addiction. And so I started looking around, and there was nothing around. And so that's when when he said, well, let me make a couple of phone calls and found that actually at Southeast, our own church, um, had a group, but it was secretive. Like it was, um, that's the trouble with sex addiction and those kind of things and pornography in our world is that, you know, they're, they're kind of, 
they're looked down on, they're nasty, they're, and, it, and it's so prevalent, um, but yet it's looked down on in a Christian community like that. So fortunately, Southeast said, yes, we want to host this group. And so I am a facilitator with these men and found myself in that group then with Chuck's help. And, um, you know, the, the first thing I was told is don't come here to save your marriage. And I'm telling you, the reason I was there was to save my marriage. And I thought that was the answer. It was February at Bible study. And there was a pastor from Fern Creek telling his story when I prayed, Lord, I'm giving Dawn and our daughter up to you. I need to focus on you. And I'm giving you the, to you to take care of so I can begin this work. And so then dove into what is now called cross and, um, and I have an addiction. Um, we say it every, every time we get together. Um, I'm Bryce Hibbard. I'm a recovering sex addict. And um, because of the repetition, I thought, well, it's not daily, it's not weekly, it's not even yearly, but it's every, it was every four years it was happening. And so started digging into that. When, when you started digging into that, um, don't, uh, well, what were you seeing in Dawn in your relationship and in your marriage? Well, all of those things, um, there are different steps. You know, there's a 12 step Christian based program. Um, step 10 is about when you harm someone, you immediately apologize. And, and so, um, even with Chuck's help, Chuck's, you know, tell him die daily to your family. Uh, one of the sayings I had in the basement when I was down there the second time was just do the next right thing. That was kind of our mantra. And so I think Dawn started seeing those things in me. Um, God speaks to me through music. So the time in the basement for me, um, this whole thing, I, I view it as a blessing and a curse. You know, um, the curse is what I did and what I did to my family. The blessing is where we are today with Christ. And um, to be able to tell this story and sit beside Dawn and be able to tell that and know um, what our relationship's like now is is a gift from God. Listeners, I wish you could see when Dawn reaches over and they're sitting together and she just touches his arm and she's patting him and you see this affection that you truly have forgiven him you love him. You cherish one another. And you just said you just celebrated number... 36. 36 years. I, I want you, to, um, as, as we wrap up the show, first of all, I just want to say, Bryce and Dawn, thank you so much for coming. And thanks for sharing your story. And we pray that God would use this in powerful ways all over the country to um, encourage and challenge um, marriages. Um, but you mentioned Bryce about your phone um, that beforehand you would freak out, you know, if, if Dawn walked in and she had access, you know, if she could see your phone, if maybe something would pop up, but what, what do you do now? Yeah. And it's, it's something I only know um, cause I know what it feels like, and, but the freedom uh, of just being open and honest and out there and not hidden and not isolated men, we so often get isolated and then we hide, and that's where Satan wants to keep us. And so that's where we need to be open and honest. So the fact that I can put my phone by Dawn and not worry one bit about her grabbing it, what she's going to see, um, is great. It just feels, and you can't imagine, but if you were like me, you'd know what that feels like. 
It's great to be free, isn't it? Chuck, uh, you were going to say something. An observation, yeah. There's a buzz in freedom, and mm. it's a healthy buzz. To know that you're well-connected to one another, to know that you have nothing to hide at all, creates its own kind of healthy buzz, which is the healthy way to deal with an addiction. Well, and we also talk about um, that because I hurt Dawn so much and was so selfish that I can now see through what might be excitement and the buzz to the pain on the other side that I never knew before. Yeah. And so that empathy then totally changes how I view Dawn. She's beautiful inside and out. You know, when I, I just listen to this and I'm just going, yay, God. God is a redeeming God, and nothing is too far from his grace if we humble ourselves to him. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Um, again, thanks so much, you two, for coming on. And thanks, Chuck, um, for coming on for the third week in a row. Uh, Bryce, would you pray us out and pray for us guys? Love please. to. Uh, Father God, we uh, lift this time to you and just pray that you've been glorified through what has been said and talked about and felt. Lord, there are, there are guys out there I know listening that have had those feelings of hiding, of being isolated. Lord, they don't have to. They can reach out to you. They can reach out to a brother. And for those wives out there that are struggling, Lord, put Christian people in their path. Help them to hear you say persevere and help each one of them grow together to know you in a deeper way. Thank you for loving us, Jesus. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks so much. So we've covered a lot of ground here. We're going to have a bonus segment. It's only going to be on the podcast, kind of talking about a recap from our uh, Dr. Tackett's perspective on uh, what we've learned from this process. Uh, and to remind our listeners, if you want to hear the entire story or the three-week series, uh, it starts with episode number 359, 360, and then this one will be number 361. And you can go listen to all three of those and really get a great clinical perspective. But really, you just heard the human perspective on this. And so where are you in the process? How about you not even begin the process? <laughs> and the beginning of the process is getting on the road that leads to the adulterous woman's house. And that is a heart issue. And like I tell my boys, the reason that went wrong is they got on the wrong road. And wherever your feet are pointed, that's where you're going. Wherever your feet are pointed, that's the road you're going. Point your feet in Jesus' direction and don't point them anywhere else. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our listeners, thank our guests for coming on today, and thank you all for listening. Pass this along to somebody. You know somebody who needs to hear it. We all do. Thank you for listening to Solid Special. With every step I take, I am standing. bonus segment on episode 361 we had Bryce and Don Hibbard on to talk about their journey of adultery forgiveness uh, slipping back into some more shenanigans and then coming out of that 
and what that looks like. And Dr. Tackett wanted to kind of give us a little clinical 30,000 foot overview of, of what we've been talking about for the past three weeks. So Chuck, uh, share with us and our listeners about lessons learned uh, coming clean. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. From Um, adultery. First point, building is more fun in the moderate and long term than playing. Playing benefits you in a sense by distraction in the short term. So you're going to have a lot of fun in the short term, but you're going to pay moderate term and long term big time. Big time you're going to pay. So if you say, okay, I want long term enjoyment in life, then I got to, then I got to, not do certain things, and I've got to go in a direction that God wants me to go. And if I do that, then I'm going to have moderate-term and long-term enjoyment, which is honestly what, what Bryce and Dawn have right now. The second point is a sinful lifestyle destroys your life. If you give your life over to sin and you continue down that pathway, you, will, you are on the pathway of destroying your own life. And, yes, other people will come along and invite you to destroy it faster, and to destroy it more deeply. Um, so got to understand that. Third point is a godly lifestyle takes work, and it's worth the hard work. A godly lifestyle takes work, and it's worth the hard work. Bryce and Dawn worked extremely hard. And the reason they have a great relationship with one another is not just that the Lord is active in, their, in them individually and in their relationship, um, they have chosen to follow the path that God has, and they have chosen to do the hard work. And it amazes me sometimes how people make the choice that they don't really want to do the hard work. Can I ask just Bryce a real yeah. quick question? Mm-hmm. The hard work. D- d- just describe from your perspective mm-hmm. what Chuck is talking about here, the hard work. Well, just imagine breaking down everything that you knew about yourself, um, seeing the sin for what it is, knowing all the people that you've hurt, and then you got to figure out, okay, then who am I really? And so that's where I encourage our guys, they need to get into counseling. There are things that Chuck pointed out in me that I wouldn't have been able to figure out myself. The hurt little boy. So now I can, I have a sense of when the hurt little boy starts to activate, and then that stops it way before I'm anywhere on the path. That's uh, yeah, and 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 to get there, that that didn't happen in a thirty-minute conversation with Chuck. No, that's that is the hard work. I mean, it's been years and and continues. I still, I'm still a facilitator. I don't, I try not to miss meetings. I still, some of the guys that I had as accountability 10, 12 years ago, I still have, still meet with them weekly. But I, that I just know that's what I need to do. Yeah, that's the hard work. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion, Bryce, that it's worth it. Oh, no, it's totally worth it. To see her mm-hmm. smile is all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, listeners, I wish you could see Dawn's smile and her eyes as she looks towards her husband. It's pretty special. Okay, another thought, guys. When we sin big, God will redeem big, and we have to confess big and grow big. If we do not grow big... We are starting the process of destruction, of sinful destruction again. So the simple saying is, if you sin big, confess big to receive big cleansing from God. Otherwise, you are just playing with your life and other people's lives, and God is not fooled. If you ask God to blow your life up into pieces, God will do that to bring you to a point of repentance. He doesn't want to do so. 
But if you put God in that situation, he will blow your life up because he wants to bring you to a point of repentance. And I will say this, beautiful, you've just, we've all just heard a public repentance here. It was a private area of sin, but it's a public repentance. That's beautiful. And I hope the listeners, when they go back and listen to this episode many, many times, will understand that they've just heard something that's beautiful. That when we repent and we follow God and we do it in a public way, God is praised and all of us are blessed in that whole process. So I'll close with this, guys. Bryce, Don. I believe in you and the God we serve together. Chuck, would you just pray us out, please? Lord, thank you for the privilege of this episode today. Thank you for Bryce, and thank you for Don. Thank you for all of the kids. We pray, Lord, that you will bless them all. We are deeply, deeply thankful for their willingness to stand up and talk about the work that God does when we come to the place of breaking. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being here this day. Amen. Amen.